0: In the summer of 2022, two podcasters reaching what they believed was the end of their journey through the Amityville film series, Journey to Texas, who will survive, and what will be happening in Amityville
1: when they return. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. The Texas Chainsaw Edition. Yeah, I am Tom. I'm Pat. This week, we've got Leatherface, colon... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah. Uh,
0: this is four years after the previous one. Yes. Uh, so, not nearly as much of a jump, but also. Look good? Oh, um, also, no Toby Hooper in there.
1: Yeah, no Toby Hooper, and uh, this begins, or, or this is uh, a good example, or another. Blah, cut this and actually cut this this time <laughs> yes uh but this uh, the, this began this is probably the earliest installment of the 90s trend of uh horror movie franchises being sold off because nobody gives a shit and new line pictures buying them new line pictures is now produ- produced this one
0: well it's weird because new line distributed the original sure but didn't produce it No No They didn't really start producing movies until into the 80s Famously as I think we mentioned before The house that Freddie built You know the Elm Street if,
1: series If we want to say 1984 is the end of the
0: 80s No I'm saying 84 is when New Line started producing movies They yeah. just distributed the first one yeah. As a matter of if anyone wants to say No nah, the first one was New Line No they were just a distributor
1: Producers of that one, Bob Sherry and everybody was involved of the first Texas Chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. New line. I hate you so much. Sometimes it's I, I know it's very so... confusing. New Only line... because you're saying it confusing. <laughs> okay, New Line
0: Cinema. <laughs> Made their mark as a distributor with the first Texas Chainsaw. Made their mark as a production house with Elm Street. In 1984. Right. And now we're into 1990. The Elm Street series has pretty much imploded with a lot of horrors we're going to cover in a minute. Yes. Um, But this was them trying to produce something that they had distributed but otherwise had not in the past. I know it gets
1: confusing. This was the stupidest way to say this. This was the stupidest way to say this. Look,
0: <laughs> at some point, we're going to cover a franchise that was one studio front to back. Although, actually, looking at the things we're considering, no, we're not, are we?
1: Even Nightmare on Elm Street is Platinum Dunes for that last installment.
0: But that's just one installment.
1: I know, I'm just, yeah. but I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, and if we did Friday the 13th, it just went Paramount to New Line to Platinum Dunes. Yeah.
1: So the simple, straightforward thing that Patrick was trying to say was that New Line Pictures produ- is producing uh, from start to finish Texas Leatherface: Tex- Leatherface colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Previously, they had distributed the the original movie back in the seventies, but, but not in the between, I swear in which they got. But in the middle, in between the first one and the third one, New Line developed quite a reputation and success for producing several horror movies, which did not include number two. Correct. i going to
0: punch you in your face. Oh, we're going to have fun getting through this. God one. damn it, man. Right. <laughs> this podcast is imploding, much like horror did the year before this with
1: yeah. 1989. Well, you know, in, in terms of like returned, uh, not in terms of number, because in 1989, there was just a shit ton of horror movies. But that's that's the thing. A
0: shit ton of them because horror had been trending really hard, so oh, yeah. they were cranking out just about everything they could. Um, you had That's the launch of the Puppet Master series, Ooh. which was a straight-to-video
1: um, juggernaut. Yeah. We well, don't have to cover that series on this no, podcast. No, we don't. No, we don't. Full Moon Pictures, I mean, everything they do is uh, direct to video. The craziest thing, like, I enjoy more of the Puppet Master movies than I should, but I am still shocked that on the basis of that first one, they made any others. Yeah. That first one stinks out loud. The second one, not great, not much of an improvement. No. That third one, though. That third one's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: yeah yeah, And yeah I mean Full Moon Charles Band Just was cranking out Cranking out cranking out But we're about at the tipping point Of straight to video horror Which right. I think is going to be 89 it's, it's happening But it's still like limited run horror than to video as yeah. the international sales Justifying it,
1: it It hasn't even become enough of a thing For there to be stigma attached to it It's right. just like I don't remember Ever hearing of this movie and a theater yeah. think. Okay
0: Yeah Probably played New York and L.A. by contract And then yeah they, mm-hmm. So that they could say Theatrical release On the home video stuff As a prestige thing Yeah um, But 89 is also the year that gave us Elm Street 5
1: Yep. Which... The, uh, which actually is thematically related to this one. Because, huh. well, Elm Street 5, uh, in the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with Stephen Hopkins, the director of Elm Street 5, mm-hmm. he noted that uh, Bob Shea and New Line, who started out as film distributors, but early in the goddamn 80s started actually producing movies in Uh had wanted freddie to come go to return to an actual scary presence in film Mm -hmm. which was a noted thing when new line bought uh texas chainsaw lock stock and barrel they wanted this one to uh leave behind the silliness of toby hooper's second installment Mm -hmm. of texas chainsaw massacre so yeah that was becoming a thing yeah um, but Elm Street Five did not perform well in the box office. It's and really not good. It's not great now. It's despite the fact that it has some of the most inventive, imaginative deaths in the entire mm. series. That motorcycle thing is oh, really yeah. something else. That's the thing. Like
0: as the series went along, the kills were getting much more creative, but yeah. the storyline was just falling apart. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get to the sixth it, one in, when it's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, we also had Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, The Last of the Paramount ones oh, yeah. before selling the new line. Selling the new line. Um, But yeah, that bombed and is generally regarded as one of the worst
1: of the series. I can't. It is, but I can't bring myself to hate it. I just kind of like it. Like, that one was just such a staple of USA. All night and stuff that
0: I can't bring myself to hate it. It's a great example of the worst the series can get, but in almost a fun way. yeah. Yeah. I still have fun with it. Yeah. You know. Uh Return of the Swamp Thing was a very not good sequel, uh, to the West Graven classic. No. Nope. Um, we had Halloween Five, which killed that franchise for several years. Oh man,
1: yeah. Um, and that got bought by the. Oddly enough, that one got bought by Dimension, not New Line.
0: Right. Well, this was still under Columbia TriStar, yeah. I think, for Five, and mm-hmm. then Dimension. Yeah, for I six. think Dimension for Six. Yeah, uh, which is weird because Dimension, being a Miramax um, sub studio, I think so. Um,
1: they whatever the term is. Yeah,
0: it's Miramax was basically the horror and like cult. Dimension. Division mm-hmm. of Miramax was prestige, this was popcorn.
1: Yeah. Dimension was always like the horror movies and stuff. Because yeah. they also bought Halloween. Or not, duh, you just... Uh, Hellraiser. Hell Hellraiser, exactly, yeah. that's what I meant.
0: But when Miramax was having their anniversary, it was the same year as H2O Halloween 20 mm-hmm. came out, and they used the opening uh, of the Carpenter score... For their logo for that movie, yeah. and then for some reason retained it for a whole bunch of other releases. So they're like, yeah. if you watch Miramax movies from around that era, you'll hear you'll hear a little bit of the Halloween score over the title, That's and weird. it's really weird. And I don't know if there was ever anything legal about that, or uh. I just. I would yeah. assume
1: with the, the way John Carpenter looks at the world I would assume not yeah he probably is like oh fucked again great great great, great great time I ever, I've ever noticed anything like that is uh, the Morgan Creek music became was the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves music after Robin Hood Prince of Thieves right, yeah. but that's such an uplifting opening fanfare like you would use that as your studio bug yeah. uh, music as opposed to the Halloween theme
0: yeah for again a, even for Miramax in general, just like prestige movies, yeah, just have. Do, 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 I guess
1: do, that is do, what that music do, do, is, isn't it? Yeah, kind of.
0: Um, I guess it's not the
1: it's not the main score. It's um, but it could be like the shape approaches,
0: maybe it's towards maybe. yeah, yeah.
1: It's sort of like I, I downloaded the Taxi Driver soundtrack, and much to my sh- like horror and fascination, learned that like one of the tracks from Taxi Driver is what. Zach Alphanakis uses as the theme song to Between Two Ferns, <laughs> and then once you know that, you can't not hear the like the full Bernard Herman theme yeah. in that.
0: But anyway, yeah. Also, eighty nine. Uh Going to the Amityville Horrors. Yeah. That was the first one to be a TV movie, The Evil yeah. Escapes. The that Evil was Escapes, Part our first four.
1: cursed object, not house movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we had stuff like we've talked about Shocker plenty of times. Yep. Crazy Movie did not do well. But awesome. Um, You had Phantom of the Mall and Phantom of the Opera. Robert Englund had a busy year. He was in Phantom of the Opera. He directed Mm -hmm. 976 Evil. Yeah. And he was in Elm Street 5. Yep. None of which did well. No. Chud
1: 2, Bud the Chud. Yep. Uh, Clown House, Mm -hmm. which was an early film by Victor Salva, uh, which I've never seen, but my God, the title. Yeah. Just sounds amazing. But Victor Salva, so no. But more underperforming sequels, The Fly 2. Uh. which is a decent horror movie just no things going to be as good as David Cronenberg's The Flags oh god now right. what are we doing um, Silent Night Deadly Night 3 better watch out <laughs> The uh, Howling 5 The Rebirth which actually that one's a good that, that's it's a, good a fun one, one. That, that's the Agatha yeah, the Christie one yeah uh, Toby Hooper at the time did Spontaneous Combustion rather than Leatherface dude like Toby Hooper has like a movie every year in this period like 89 90 and 91 I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he has a movie every year yeah, none of them did well. <laughs> yeah,
0: we have like fun ones like Sleepaway Camp three, which is that, way funnier
1: than should. like two and three are hilarious. Those movies are good times. They the are two yeah. and three. I kind of like more than the first one. Oh, I absolutely do. Like um, not even ironically. I think they're just better movies. Which yeah. don't get me wrong, Sleepaway Camp was a that's a good example of nobody knows what they're doing, but they've got money and a location, so let's do a thing. Yeah. and the thing turns out. Pretty pretty good it's 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 an insane movie if you
0: haven't seen it it's kind of a horror staple for you know yeah. when you're getting deep in the woods horror mm-hmm. but a lot of people stop at the first one because two and three for the longest time had a reputation of being yeah. terrible because they're very different yeah okay. um they're
1: openly comedy dude the to sleepaway camp three the first time i watched it i couldn't believe like the opening with the garbage truck and everything and then like after everything comes to a crashing halt it all the whole big like crash and explosion and everything lands in front of a wall and in gigantic graffiti letters angelo's back and i started clapping at my television because <laughs> yes yes Yes, we're doing this. Yeah.
0: And they filmed two and three back to back. Yeah. And the writer for both of them uh, is a staple of the Christopher Guest movies.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. You saying Yeah. Uh, Under a pen name, and
1: I'm uh, Michael Hitchcock, I believe, is his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, In a best-in-show, Parker Posey's also brace faced husband who met in a Starbucks- but, like, from the opposite from side of the street. the street from yeah. each other. But also, we get like so we start getting some like weird prestige type stuff. Like uh, Pet Cemetery came out this in the '89. Yeah, there was um,
0: there was the weird spot where Stephen King movies. You had your prestige ones like Misery and Stand by Me, and basically anything that. Um, Rob Reiner right. yeah. was overseeing mm-hmm. were the high end, but then you had a lot of like Pet Cemetery yeah. was middle of the road, like it had they're money to it but it was money
1: into it but they don't know they don't trust any of the people involved in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like
0: they're still worried that it's more schlock than they know they're the getting studio. money
1: back on the name exactly but we don't know that we need mm-hmm. to put any money into yeah. it
0: and it's a full novel as opposed to like graveyard shift yeah. which comes is based on a short
1: story very loosely but we get like Tetsuo the Iron Man oh, the yeah. vampire's kiss mm-hmm. warlock the first the first uh, warlock saw in I saw the
0: first two in the theater and nice. then the third one did not play. No,
1: Uh Toxic Avenger part 2 and 3. You want to talk one about one year ma- ma- made at the same time mm-hmm. like ridiculousness. And the weird Taxi thing is in
0: Japan. The weird thing is was it uh the third one they shot for PG-13 because the cartoon was coming out. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: terrible.
0: They were trying to basically Still be trauma, yeah. But appeal to the all ages thing because Toxic Crusaders was in the works. I can see, they like, were selling, yeah. They wanted to sell toys. They wanted to basically mass merch. Toxy, yeah. Which is insane considering how gory yeah, that third, first one is. The
1: third one yeah, like the, there's still a lot of blood and dismemberment in the second one. But the third one, it's gross as any other movie. But yeah, they're not it's not it's not as bloody bloody. And right. So that's it's more how you gooey know, gooey. With that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Gooey gooey. Uh you had the horror show, which was released internationally as House Three. Mm. Um you had right. you had a little bit of everything all over the place, but it was a lot like Stepfather 2, there were a lot of, a lot of sequels. sequels and spin-offs and cash-ins, um, just odd ideas. Stuff Stephanie in the Incinerator, which isn't really a horror movie if you ask me. It's uh, elves featuring um, Dan Haggerty from Gentle Ben, I think. Anyway, but like as an right. evil Santa Claus.
1: So in the so at, from there comes 1990, the end of the boom. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we get uh, Amityville 5, The Amityville Curse, uh, Basket Case 2, more sequels. Like, Mm -hmm. we are working on the things that we know have made uh, some money in the past.
0: And Frank Henenlotter only did Basket Case 2 to be able to get the budget for Frankenhooker, which was also 1990. Mm. He basically got a package deal. Frankenhooker and Basket Case 2 are
1: awesome. It's been forever since I've watched any of the basket cases. Yeah, I *Frankenhooker*. I finally saw this year, and that was pretty great. Oh my God, it's yeah. it's a classic. It's. Um, ah, nineteen ninety gives us brain dead, not the brain dead that you're thinking of, but the other brain dead. The only recorded time where Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton are in a movie and in several scenes are in the scenes together, and mm-hmm. you can see why everybody is stupid for getting them mixed up. They are nothing alike. They, they are nothing s- alike. They have similar names. That's it. Okay, they're both white guys of like close close in age and are brunettes. That's but- it.
0: You have Paxton, 90% of the time, plays a bad guy. Yeah. Pullman,
1: 90% of the time, plays a good guy. Exactly. Not right there. Yeah. D- same. But more sequels. Mm-hmm. Bride of Reanimator. Two different movies called Buried Alive. Mm-hmm. One of which I can say is good. Um, you have,
0: on the studio side, two different directions. Um But one of the big ones is they're trying to do matinee monster movies because we had talked about how the 80s started steering you away from scary horror movies. Mm -hmm. So 1990, the studios gave us both arachnophobia and tremors. And Child's Play two, and Child's Play two, but Child's yeah. Play two is within a horror franchise. Oh, okay, so yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like matinee monster, monster, monster movie. Them, um, you know, Night of the whatever. But like, oof. they're trying to do, they're trying to test out PG thirteen horror, family horror movies. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like nothing too traumatic.
1: Just, just a good old time. Yeah. Um, the Exorcist three, man, and they yeah. they came out with a third. That that Exorcist three well, no, we're not going to get into that. We could do like two whole podcasts on Exorcist 3.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love it. But that's I, one of the other trends is 1990, there is a hard push. Uh, there's Demon Cop, Demon Wind, uh, Death by Temptation. Liners. Uh Well, Exorcist 3, uh, the first power, I had seen a whole bunch of them, and but the, it was... A religious angle? Uh, it was the death throes of Satanic Panic. Mm. Like, Satanic Panic had pretty much been debunked, yeah. but there were still scripts floating Around out there, or something, but they still wanted to see if there was any life left in devil movies, and there was not. Mm. Uh, Audiences just didn't care. Fair. So yeah, we and we launched the '90s basically, saying, "All right." Devil shit. Uh, we're gonna listen back burner for nothing.
1: a while. We're gonna listen to our heavy metal. We're gonna watch our horror movies, and no, and Tipper Gore can't stop us. Mm-hmm. Or did Tipper that hadn't happened yet? The whole parental. Oh no, that was, that was that was that was beforehand. Early. That was uh, Tipper Gore and like because <laughs> that was in the eighties. Uh, that was like two live
0: crew days. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, so I want right, to say eighty-seven right. or so.
1: Yeah. Um, Toby Hooper made a direct to television supernatural horror film called "I'm Dangerous." to Tonight, which I have never heard of, hmm. which uh, has Anthony Perkins in it, and Match and Amic. Oh, we well, should, I will have to pick hunt, that up. And Arlie Ermey. We should hunt this movie down. Most definitely. Um, I bought a vampire motorcycle. That movie is hysterical. I <laughs> love would it. I hope. I love it. It's, uh, yeah, I suggested it. it for
0: Mondo, but the uh, reaction was generally, I think this is too good. Like it's It mm, knows what it is, yeah. and it works. Gotcha. Um, it's but also Jacob's Ladder Jacob's Ladder again prestige and like it was like a prestige mini series so you've got your good king and your bad king going on parallel tracks maniac cop 2. Uh, the best of the series by far. I
1: love Maniac Cop 2. It's a near perfect movie. I just haven't seen 3rd. Uh, I'm ready to uh, I'm more than willing to back you up because Maniac Cop 2 is amazing. Yeah. I, I and 3 is a lot of fun but it's yeah. the weakest. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but man, man like 90 we've still got like Misery comes out Nightbreed comes out the mm-hmm. Tom Savini not the Living Dead. Yeah, Predator, Underappreciated yeah. Mr. Frost um, those well, are, I, I think Mr. Frost is appreciated exactly the right amount. Hey, I, just, I love be, Jeff Goldblum too. Mm-hmm. He's in the movie for twenty minutes. Right, but I just I think it's a good movie. I think, I think it's a good movie. Ah, uh, gotcha. Alright, <laughs> well, I enjoy it. But yeah, like so Prom Night Three, Psycho Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still, we're doing um, Silent Night, Deadly Night four, Sleepaway Slumber Party Massacre three, Sorority House Predator and, two. Um, there's Rockula on again the camp side of things, but God, basically, extra two. The uh, only thing more horrifying than extra is extra plus Jan Michael Vincent. Mm-hmm. We got
0: Sorority House Massacre two and Slumber Party Massacre three. Um, basically, they're just trying to get any. Anything out there does not matter
1: what it is. Yeah. Is it a is it a good title? Is it it's back to the old Roger Corman days of Who made his last movie in that year? Frankenstein Unbound is the last time Roger direct- Corman directed a movie. Ah, gotcha. So maybe I don't know maybe
0: that's symbolic thereof but you're basically cashing in on like names like Stephen King Predator Tales from the Dark Side um, or crazy concepts like the you know is fueling the straight to video boom that's been going yeah. but
1: theatrical horror is just dying on the vine. It is like people aren't people aren't scared of the things anymore. Yeah, it's like you can not only be scared of the same thing over and over again, like mm-hmm. so many times before. You don't. You're not just not going to go. You're, I'm not going to pay a movie theater money to not be scared of a thing.
0: Right, and it's more about how many effects can we throw at this? How how much can we wow
1: the audience? And they forget scares almost entirely in that yeah. era. And here we have Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which I have seen before, mm-hmm. uh, honestly is trying to walk this tightrope mm-hmm. between everything. It knows it needs to have like big set pieces, but it also wants to get back to the you're on the you, you take the wrong road in Texas and every your life turns into a nightmare sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of all of that, this the prettiest prettiest person in any horror movie ever. Nineteen nineties Vigo Mortensen. I forgot he was in this. Yeah, the she, the, the main the main actress. I uh, forget her name, but she's the She Wolf of London. Uh, wait, remember that show? I she know. Wolf of London. No. Oh, it was, it was a not early nineties horror TV show that was about you know, a, well, a She Wolf of London. A She Wolf of yeah. London. God damn it! Why am I? But of course, because it's under Leatherface. It's not under Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Kate Hott. She was also, I think other than She For London and this, the biggest thing is she is the female lead in Rapid Fire, uh, the other good Brandon Lee movie. Right. Not Showdown in Little Tokyo, no. <laughs> Which is a good movie, but I would not describe it as a Brandon Lee movie.
0: Well, he only had four to his name, so... I know,
1: but yeah, no, I know, I know. I just, I don't like that he has an extended dialogue, uh, like, a couple of lines of dialogue where he's describing Dolph Lundgren's junk in Envy. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I somehow... Like, this feels less dignified than being in a movie with Ernest Borgnine called Laser Mission yeah <laughs> but only only yeah. just but yeah so this one was directed by Jeff Burr and written by David De- J. Shao I-, I know his name from things oh well he co-wrote uh, The Crow Oh, to, okay. To show. Yeah, so that's, so. that's big. Uh, Jeff Burr. Do we know Jeff Burr? Oh, well, from more sequels. Well, Stepfather 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puppet Master 4 and 5. Pumpkinhead 2. Dear God, they made a second Pumpkinhead.
0: Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Oof. All right. But. But, yeah.
1: Um. And
0: then we were going to talk because the next Texas Chainsaw is a couple years away. Right after horror has pretty much died
1: well let's talk about that after the movie we can do that okay where horror goes after this came out exactly it'll it'll make more sense after we talk about what we see in this one that works for me so yeah Yeah. we'll have that to look forward to afterwards Yeah. Um, Uh, we'll be watching this on the YouTube uh, because we timeless poorly and HBO Max finally took it off of HBO Max
0: yeah that's it's New line is owned by Warner Brothers, who owns yeah. HBO. So it's it'll probably be back, back soon enough. Yeah, but
1: all right, talk to you in a sec. Like what? What other movies? This has this has this has the '90s horror movie franchise feel.
0: Yeah, it's an entry in a horror series where they didn't want to conclude it. No. They didn't want to answer anything. No. They just wanted to give us some some of what you've liked so far, but not take any big risks. Let's just kind of stick to what's been working. Yeah. Except it didn't pick what's working, because it wasn't in the style of the first one, at least... No, not visually, not plot-wise. It was mainly just trying to not be silly like the second one, but it wasn't its own thing at all.
1: And it was silly in different ways.
0: Yeah, it was unintentionally silly.
1: Yeah. But you don't hate it. Like, you know, Like I I wouldn't go as far as to say this is a bad horror movie. Like, it has enough stuff going on in it that's kind of fun to watch. It's fine, but It's it's
0: Applebee's. Mm. Like, you can't really say the food at Applebee's is necessarily bad. No. It's just not what you ever are in the mood for. You never say, man, I could really go for Applebee's tonight.
1: I mean, other places do that and Onion. Yeah. So you can get it at other places that Mm. have better food in addition to the blooming Onion. There are places that specialize
0: in the kind of food they have, and that's the kind of place I like to go to. I like to go to your mom and pop, like,
1: sub shop or... it's like the person that's, like, this movie is for the, like, like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is for the people that have gone around and hunted down the good local pizza shop. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw, colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, is for the person who says, my favorite uh, pizza place is Domino's. Right. It is pizza.
0: It is pizza. It's the same in every city we go to. Yeah. I know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um... It's it. um, that episode of The Office where Michael goes to the <laughs> uh, New York meeting, and he's like, oh, an authentic slice of New York pizza, and he's standing in front of Sparrow's. Yeah. It's that. Which sucks, because I do like Sparrow. It's fine,
1: but, but it's not oh, no, if New I were, York but, pizza. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, and no, 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 if, no yeah. it's just one of those. I do <laughs> like Sparrow. I miss Sparrow. <laughs> I miss pizza. But anyway, so, Texas Leatherface, colon, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I'm sorry, people. This is a running gag that me and my buddies developed uh, when Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice came out. Because Mm -hmm. it's just like, nope, that's your title. That's the title that we're going to say every time because this is so pompous and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And especially for his
0: supporting a character as Leatherface is in this, Mm. like, he's... He's not the main character. He's just there in the scenes as junior with
1: the rest of it. No, no you're absolutely right. But it does scream of uh, no pun intended of new lines trying to you know rebrand, like rejigger the whole franchise, rebrand rebranded uh, people. Like no longer will people have to ask the question. Well, who is in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? We are. We're rebuilding everything around our monster and that's what everything's gonna be about (laughs) except that in the movie they didn't no no they didn't
0: no that was a marketing choice not a filmmaking choice cause it's just more Texas Chainsaw Leatherface has almost an entirely new family in this Yeah. Um, the only carryover is Grandpa who is probably dead like he yeah. doesn't move at all
1: no no he's he's really dead
0: Yeah, and but he the, may or may not have died in 2 but 2 doesn't count according to this 2 does not count according they to they reference it with the Sola's family mm. as you pointed out
1: yeah it's kind of weird like they really like the the one of the better one of the great lines from the second one there's a bunch of really great moments in the second one is uh uh Drayton, the head of the, the patriarch of the family, is uh, putting it to Leatherface to choose between you know murdering Stretch or having sex with Stretch, and it's like, sex? Well, nobody knows. Sex or the Saw? Sex? Nobody knows what that is. But the Saw's family. Yeah. And that this is big and engraved on our super duper chrome, uh, like super chainsaw. saw. Yeah. Yeah. This this out
0: of nowhere present to Leatherface. Uh, just because. <laughs> Yeah Unearned They just made him This super chainsaw As a prop to introduce For the third act chase Yeah Like we just need An iconic thing How do we get it Oh
1: They just give it to him they just give it to him We're jumping around a bunch Yeah uh, One other thing well, though About the title Uh it is kind of reminiscent for when they bought Friday the Thirteenth, and mm-hmm. all of the, fr- the all the new line Friday the Thirteenth movies are titled Jason. Well, that's
0: because the title Friday the Thirteenth. I, 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 yeah, but it, um, for those of you at yeah. home un- unaware, there has been a long standing legal battle over the title itself, Friday the Thirteenth, and the licensing thereof. Yeah,
1: it's almost done. It's almost settled. It's almost finished. So they've been saying since it will never be finished. We're never getting the Thirteenth Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. They're not in our lifetime. We'll see. We'll see gun the uh, gun control legislation first. Oh wow. Yeah. That's I said a it. bold call. I said it. But uh, yeah, no, I know we're jumping around. Yeah, it's fine. Honestly,
0: this movie is couple driving through the desert, fall into a trap, chase, chase, chase,
1: the end. Yeah. So I like, would argue that the cast is memorable, though. Well, yeah, you have Ken Forey. Ken Forey playing Benny, a black survivalist in Texas. Yeah. Like, I, like it, I, I think the only character you can compare him to is, like, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, in terms of, you know, weird things about one character. Because Matt Murdock is, like, the original quintuple threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, blind, Irish, Catholic, red-haired, and a lawyer. And mm-hmm. left-handed. Yeah. So Ken Forey is playing a black survivalist. Uh, not necessarily a nut. But we no. haven't seen enough of him with his guys. Right, so but didn't he didn't strike be us as a nut. Not like modern survivalists.
0: No. Like, this is like 1990 Cold War survivalists. Yeah. And like it, post-Red
1: Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I appreciated that Like his first priority was uh, treating... Ryan and Michelle, as opposed to, you know, oh, there was something going on, let me go get my gun. He's like, he, he like he takes the time to uh, take care, to clean yeah. them up first, make sure yeah. that they got some Get medicine. them
0: painkillers, yeah. uh, which slow them down, make them groggy so that they can sit by the car for a scene or two. Yeah. Um, they meet. Yeah. Again, we'll jump around, but they meet because... Uh, Ryan and Michelle are driving on the road that they were told by the bad guys is the faster way through. They're trusting them. Yeah. Uh, At this point, they don't know that the one guy Tex is a bad guy. Viggo Mortensen.
1: Viggo Mortensen plays Tex the uh, Vigo, the Marlborough man, uh, he is just gorgeous throughout this whole. F- yeah, 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 I'm saying it. All right. it's uh,
0: not my brand, but
1: oh, dude, why not? Are you seeing this guy? Like, it, it, it's, it's the like. scale is what it is. I it, was born this way. That's completely fair. I was born the other way. Or a different way. Yeah, mm. we'll go with a different way. Uh, but man, Vigo Mortensen is like all decked out as the Marlboro man throughout the whole movie with this great cowboy hat. And it's 1990 Vigo Mortensen. So I think prior to this, like the two bigger things that he had done at this point were uh, he plays an Amish guy in Witness. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. And uh, which I've never. Is that movie any good? I've never gotten around to that. I
0: remember it being very good, but. Um, um, it's not the kind of thing I usually gravitate towards.
1: Yeah. It doesn't look like a, I don't know what mood I'm in. I'll put on witness. Right. Uh, but that, and he is uh, one of the, I think he's a one of the bounty hunt. one of the zillion bounty hunters in Young Guns 2. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah. Did this? Actually, Young Guns 2 may have came like right after this. They were around the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that era of Viggo Mortensen. Same goddamn teeth, but his hair in this movie. Like, he looks good in the hat, but then he takes his hat off, and oh, my God, he's got this mullet that works. Which is rare. It's so rare. And... Like, him know, and MacGruber, I think, are about a... <sighs> no, MacGruber's mullet has nothing on this mullet and or the uh, the Jack Burton mullet. Jack Burton one's a solid the Jack one. Burton yeah, is really yeah. something else. All right. Uh, here's a question: speaking of the Kinsey scale, did you get kind of a gay vibe off of Tex? Um, or the, at least not hetero. Like, the way he was, like, he kept making eyes at Michelle, but he kept pushing Leatherface onto her. I think like, he's ace. I think he's ace, too. Yeah. Like, he really didn't, he, he, like, he, he's using sexuality to to get her on his side at the yeah. gas station and everything. But he really does not, like, once he gets her in the yeah. house, he does not seem to have any interest yeah. in her, which he's, is
0: different. He, he had a, like, his flirting was retail flirting, Utilitarian, or yeah. practical tips. It's service. like, um, oh, hey, customer, clearly nothing's ever going to come of this, yeah, but you're going to treat well yeah, yeah. you like your server
1: for the tips, you'll, kind of. You'll tip yeah. better if I make it feel yeah. like me. Yeah,
0: non obligatory, like nothing's going to happen here, but we're both going to make
1: each other feel nice right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm so lonely. <sighs> um, okay, so Michelle and Ryan yeah, they're on this side
0: road that they've been told about, and Tex jumps out in the road, but we also see Benny driving in the opposite direction. Um, as far as we know, we just know I don't that think so. Or I well, think, well that's the yeah. thing is yeah it was hard like to tell. they're being chased by a pickup truck that mm-hmm. then veers off the side of the road. Then the pickup throws a dog onto the hood of the car. They pull over, blow out a tire, change the tire, get back on the road, swerve to avoid Tex, but we see headlights swerve to avoid Tex, who we didn't even realize was him for sure. It was a quick cut. Yeah. um, Like two seconds. And we see cars flipping, and we're like, was that Benny or was that them? And it's both of them, and it was not clear even remotely if one of the cars or both of them flipped, and we had to sort it out over the next couple of minutes, that yeah. both cars ran off the road.
1: Yeah, which and was weird because overall, this is a very well shot movie. Like most of the movie takes place in these woods in the middle of the night, and the lighting I thought was really good in terms of it. Re- like it makes the audience really feel like man, there's no light available, mm-hmm. but you can make out everything clearly yeah. the entire time, and that's okay. Yeah. Like without a, going like a blue des- filter anything like that it's a
0: desert night with like no moon yeah 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 Um, because like a full moon desert night they'd have a lot better yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah this is it's lit well uh, it's framed
1: well it's edited terribly kind of yeah Uh, Much like this discussion. Yeah. So we start off, as we we start off with every uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with an opening crawl and a uh, deep-throated narration, which basically... uh, disowns the second film. Yeah, it, it says
0: that Sally Hardesty died in the mental
1: uh, mental facility in 77. And only one member of the Sawyer family was, was arrested and put in the gas chamber, and if we go by original movie there was only one guy left uh, the, who the character that we in the second one we call Drayton Sawyer but right. you know yeah. in this one they call him W.E. Sawyer and they're committing to the family name being Sawyer which
0: was introduced in the second one even mm. though the first one they had a different family name They did, didn't they? They did.
1: It was Hewitt. Hewitt, The
0: family name was Hewitt. In the second one, Sawyer was the name they picked to stay in hiding. Yeah. But now Sawyer is the family name, Mm -hmm. so it's acknowledging and getting wrong that detail of the second one.
1: Yeah. And, like, also losing sight of the fact that Hewitt is a cleverer name. Yeah, because Sawyer like obviously saw. I get it. Uh, Hewing something means to cut the cut the thing off, right? Which that's kind of a funnier name. Mm-hmm. And subtlety is subtlety was not a thing in '90s horror. No god no. New <laughs> noop, noop, nope noop. No. But so then then we get it. We we get a uh, rapidly introduced to, during the credit sequence. To this other group of people that are being murdered by the Sawyers. We'll mm. get to them later. Like the first shot
0: is just a hammer swinging and a girl screaming. Yeah. And a body
1: being dragged and another one running off. Yeah. And uh, Leatherface working on another face. Mm. Uh, then, uh, and we get intri- the credits, which introducing Kate Hodge. Yeah. as uh, Michelle the She-Wolf of London and uh, R.A. Mikhailov as Leatherface with a what did you think about the hair situation for Leather in this one? Um,
0: top to bottom not nuts about this Leatherface didn't like the hair didn't mm-hmm. like the mask didn't like the physicality mm. um, it. every so often they remembered that Leatherface was a man-child
1: yeah it, it comes out much le- like in the le- second half of the film yeah. he gets a lot more character moments,
0: but those character moments are completely betrayed by how he acts in any other scene. Yeah, he's basically Jason Voorhees and like late model Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Well, except does, for yeah, well, except for the scenes where he's sat down with the family and he's called Junior and yeah. has to react to that stuff. But
1: yeah, and but it does, but the stunt, it is worth noting that the stunt coordinator on the film is Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. So Kane may have been guiding him to play it a lot more like Jason Voorhees. Yeah, and this is after Kane had done multiple At least three. The, uh, no, no two appearances, two appearances. Cuz yeah. 7 and 8. Yeah, he done 7 and 8 and then 9 is after 9 and 10 are after this one. Yeah, I think 9 is 92, 93, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but so Michelle and Ryan are driving in a turquoise Mercedes across from California to Florida not a target at all not a target at all and this is like it was fun because I, I, I managed to come up with a uh, a, a, a triple feature of uh, horror movies that start with people driving a car across the country for somebody else because it's actual was it Kate is it Michelle's father's car yeah that's being yeah she's transporting that. From California
0: to Florida, she's delivering the car where she's going to go up to New York mm-hmm. to fly to Europe. Yeah. So it's like five stages of we've got places to go. And Ryan is going won- to med school. Ryan's going to med school. All of this very clumsily mm-hmm. dropped in conversation. The way people talk of, oh, look, Mr. Med School, you understand that word. Well, look, we have to get this car. Halfway through the road trip across the country to Florida, yeah. so you can fly up there. I don't know why you want to be on this trip. Oh, so we can talk things through before our breakup. Yeah. And like it's oh I as I mentioned while we were watching, it's yeah. like you introduce two characters. So how
1: long have we been brothers? Like <laughs> right? seriously, it's people don't talk like this. No, they don't. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know, if you want a good comparison, like this exact that this exact scenario and or like uh, showing the relationship between these two characters is much better done in Jeepers Creepers. Like yeah. you get everything about the brother and sister in Jeepers Creepers and their extent, a bunch of their family dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. Much more artfully done, yeah. but you know the price of it is the. Writer, director, is a convicted pederast.
0: Yeah, so standard disclosure don't watch the yes. Jeepers Creeper movies. Victor Salva I can go fuck himself.
1: I know, but I really like those movies. Yeah,
0: I'm just. I
1: know. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, clumsy exposition and with the occasional drop of... Oh, so they hit an armadillo. Mm-hmm. She can't kill it with a rock. Yeah, uh, She says, sorry, little guy, but can't do it. Hands the rock to Ryan, who can do it.
1: Well, he's um, studying to be a doctor, so you got to be prepared to kill things all the time. Exactly. It, it is like, also worth noting that Ryan and Michelle are wearing the exact same outfits, but in different colors. Yeah, because <laughs> <80, laughs> late 80s malls. <most. laughs> it's really something, because they're wearing... like. They're they're baggy pants. They're not, like, full-on parachute pants, but they're not They're, they're not, not the jeans. silk parachute pants, no. but they're, like, the the, the parachute
0: pants shape like cloth out of khaki. khaki. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 out of khaki. Uh, Michelle in kind of a light purple, Ryan in a light blue, but they, they both have, like, a, uh, like, kind of a cardigan mm-hmm. over shirt thing, or a button-down shirt over yeah. top. Like uh, extras in a Robin Sparkles video. Dude, they look like Power Rangers. They oh, look looks like, like Power yep, yep, Rangers yep. to me the whole time. But also they have amazing white high tops, which uh, white high tops are the height of fashion for me, mm-hmm. at least. But yeah, but she, as
0: she's not able to kill the armadillo, she says... Sorry, uh, Violence is no answer to violence. Mm-hmm.
1: Message. I wonder if she will
0: change her mind mm-hmm. by the end of this. Are you establishing a character beat? Exactly. Are we establishing anything with this dialogue?
1: Every time. Every time. The. Uh, it's also worth noting that the movie, like, while they're doing the dialogue poorly, the they are sort of going out of their way to directly reference the original film and those Mm -hmm. work better than you would think. Like, Leatherface, uh, during the credit sequence it's kind of, it's reminiscent of, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy is building, the sequence where Freddy builds his glove. Mm -hmm. You see Leatherface, the credits are intercut with Leatherface making his mask. And then, uh, when he hears a noise outside he oh, like his little workroom he opens it up from the inside and it's the sheets the the sliding metal door mm-hmm. uh, from his entrance of the original one and we get grave robbery rapidly in the beginning and yeah, then cuz they're listening to the radio hearing about how the highway is shut down
0: because they found a mass grave nearby mm-hmm. like they had in the original and then when you get to the grave site bunch of officers are pulling the
1: bodies out for an extended effects sequence doesn't really add to the plot but KMB was hot, was doing the makeup and gore mm-hmm. effects so uh, we're going to let KMB do whatever the hell they mm-hmm. want and it looks it, it looks, looks really juicy. gooey and gross um, and it's some of the effects that they
0: left in the movie because mm-hmm. uh, when I was talking about the editing one of the huge issues is that they had to cut some of the gore bits, which they didn't shoot alternate takes for, so when there's a a kill...
1: Choppy, for lack of a better word.
0: It's Instead of being scary, it's a bunch of jump cuts around what they had to remove, and it just ruins the moment
1: every time that makes so much more sense because like you have that big moment where like the hammer like the whole Rube Goldberg hammer going into Ryan's face and then they cut away to the Vigo and girl reaction Mm -hmm. shot instead of just showing his head getting caved in.
0: Right. Yeah. But they didn't shoot a version knowing that it might need to be cut. They didn't do the what you don't see is scarier. They just shot it and then
1: got to editing and were like
0: oh fuck.
1: Yeah. On the one hand you sort of want to give them a point for artistic integrity. On the other hand, oh, you're an, you're new to this, and you don't mm-hmm. understand how this sort of thing. This works. is 1990, and horror movies
0: have been getting edited to hell yeah. through the entire decade. You got to do two versions of every
1: of every yeah. g- gory
0: scene. I'm sure Kane Hodder on set is probably saying, "I get it." But you might want to shoot yeah. more. We're not saying because that. he had been a part of the Friday the thirteenth series, which from the very beginning has had to have every movie Whoa. sanitized down.
1: Yeah, well hell, his first one, uh, Friday the thirteenth part seven, The New Blood, is like a store like there are legends about how much gorier the real the original cut was. And actually there are a bunch of deleted their work print deleted scenes on the div- on the Blu ray. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately they weren't in any in any shape to really fix up to put back into the film to make the super awesome cut yeah. that we wanted and deserved. But yeah, so they're driving around uh, armadillo, and then they end up getting gas at uh, the last stop gas station, and in another, and then we get uh, introduced to Alfredo, who immediately is referencing the hitchhiker from the first one. Mm-hmm. Almost, I would almost, I would almost want to go back and like compare the dialogue because he bum rush takes a picture of michelle and then starts trying to sell her the picture and it's i'm pretty sure it's almost the exact same dialogue from when the hitchhiker takes a picture in the minivan in the first one and is then trying to sell it to them it's a good
0: picture it's a it's a it's a stumble through similar um five bucks for the picture five bucks for the picture but he talks the price down and then he just starts calling her all sorts of names, <laughs> and the hitchhiker didn't do that.
1: No, oh no, the hitchhiker didn't do that. No, it was just yeah. the uh, the instamatic photo thing with such a direct reference. But yeah, but then he yeah, turns he- into all of the worst sleazebag cat caller. It's like Andrew Dice Clay and Popeye were fused in the telepod. Wow. Dude, he is just muttering profanity under his mm, breath, just like Muttering Popeye. sexist misogynist. Oh, God, he's so gross. So gross, gross, gross. And this is all before, like, he looks through a peephole to watch her pee. Mm-hmm. These are not good people. But then Tech shows up, and he's just a... Warm breath of asexual air. <laughs> he
0: stops. Yeah, he pushes Alfredo away. Is this man bothering you? And
1: mm-hmm. it's as he, if this is not a planned routine that they do every right. single time. Yeah. Like so he doesn't good. say. Like at first, you think he's
0: just a hitchhiker. Although mm-hmm. the hitchhiker from the first one is certainly so yeah. a clue, mm-hmm. um, but he's. I don't know. He's defending the couple
1: and telling them they should go on this alternate route, uh, the road they're trying to go on. He's the rope. Yeah. He is the rope in this routine. Like, Alfredo mm-hmm. is the obvious. Oh, I'm disgusting. Then that's going to make anybody that shows up and is not muttering sexist profanity under his breath seem like, oh, look, whatever. Yeah. Well, you're more you?
0: of a hero than that guy. Yeah. Um, and he points out on their map that the road that they should take isn't on the map they have because that map is from 1973. Yep. The year of the original. And this road oh, yeah. is a new road. Yeah.
1: And not sus. Yeah, not at all. Um, you know what you call the person that finishes last in medical school? Doctor. Fair. (laughs) Ryan is not that smart. So, uh, things escalate rather quick. Like, Texas trying to get uh, a ride the uh, Ryan doesn't want to give him a ride things escalate quickly in terms of all of a sudden out. like when once Alfredo is caught peeping he busts out of the gas station with a shotgun driving them away and then shoots he, out their back window yep.
0: then turns and shoots at Tex mm-hmm. at which point we're told Tex got dusted but he dove to the ground
1: yeah. and he was shooting over his head like it's fairly clear. I was kind of hoping that that would pay off at the end. Like when Alfredo shows back up at the pickup truck, and she's got him dead to rights with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he she would pull the trigger, and it would be like some sort of like a blank, or like maybe a rock salt thing that wouldn't actually yeah kill like him one shot's good, second shots ex- exactly. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. but also we needed to end the movie. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, so a lot so, of high speed uh, in the dark chases.
0: Yeah, driving around, driving around, get back to the point where. The two cars swerve away from Tex, run off the road, which now hinges the plot on the amazing coincidence of Ken Free Yeah being there. Which is at all.
1: I mean we it's just yeah, it's just it's convenient. It, it is like it's definitely weird. Uh, in terms of Texas chainsaw massacre because the casts of these movies te- like in the previous two were very small and we they, they tend to be together mm-hmm. you know like even lefty and stretch arriving at different times they are together on the thing and the only other character is LG whereas mm-hmm. this is all of a sudden there's another character and at that exact moment at that exact place and that's why like if the movie had wanted to do be, be more interesting after like Benny is giving them painkillers and everything. They could have played up more, is Benny on our side or is he on Mm -hmm. their side? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, they did
0: none of that. They did not. Um, So then Benny gives them painkillers. He wanders around. He finds the girl from the beginning who has been hiding in the woods for a week. Um, This is the middle of desert uh, except there are woods and there is a swamp. Yes, and I, I
1: can't. In Texas,
0: I can't. Swamps. There are swamps, I'm sure, in Texas, but based on literally the rest of the geography of
1: what we see in the daytime, it's all. There is no swamp. It's all desert. It is super desert so I really like uh, also we, we forgot to mention that the truck that is terrorizing them has like uh, taxidermied skins on the front so yeah. it's also a leather face truck which I appreciated but uh, another missed opportunity I thought here was like Benny runs like the the, the, the last survive the final girl of the credit sequence saves Benny like gets mm-hmm. him out of the way and You could have done a whole lot more with the idea of, oh, no. Being the final girl doesn't always mean you get away. Like, she's the final girl. She is the one that is surviving longest. She has still not gotten away. She is still there and, like, trying to live Mm -hmm. and not getting away. And then she gets killed anyway. Yeah, she just gets picked off arbitrarily to move
0: forward and to have a kill for pacing's sake. He meets her because... um, he's trying to get his car flipped back up and the tow truck shows up
1: from the last chance gas. Yeah. With, um, which are driven by uh, a hook-handed man that we would later learn his name Tinker. Yeah. Tink.
0: Um, and Tink has set up a whole bunch of road flares <laughs> Too saying, many road
1: flares. <laughs> way too many road
0: <laughs> flares saying he's going to help and so Benny goes back to his truck he's like let me just get one or two things set up and he's loading a machine gun and mm. And he just needs 15 seconds. And as it's counting down, finally Tink just throws on his headlights, reveals that he's doing this, and just barrels the truck forward, smashing into his Jeep. And Benny drops the gun and rolls down the hill, and rolls, and rolls,
1: and rolls lot of rolling. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6 when uh, John Doe is falling down the hill. Right.
0: Um, But he finally rolls, lands at the bottom, pretty much at the feet of Leatherface.
1: Yeah. Again, huge fucking coincidence. That one I'm going to go with a little little less coincidence since Tink drove him into that direction.
0: Right, but... But yeah, to go that direction, that far exactly down the hill oh. and come to rest right there is still, oh yeah, annoyingly convenient.
1: The movie is not like though it, it's definitely uh, ditched the cinema verite documentary vibe of the first one. And uh, but it's also not going for the heightened reality of the second one, mm-hmm. and so these goofy things kind of just stick out and don't really land as well as you'd like. But then we get leather, we get Leatherface in action, and uh, I did appreciate that he's got a leg brace, like kind of like really from
0: the injury from the end of the first one. Yeah,
1: exactly. Trying to tie um, it together, I a leg don't brace like.
0: that consistently through the movie is inconsistent. Yeah. Whether he's limping or not, whether it squeaks or not, because the squeaking bothers me more. Like, well, the squeaking is how they heard him coming mm-hmm. in this part of the movie, but later in the movie he sneaks up on somebody with
1: a no squeaking. A ton sque- of people. It does, they do it like two or three times where like he will appear behind them yeah. and ha- has not made a sound. Yeah. And it's not like he's got a remote controlled leg, which may or may not be a factor in the next one. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, Leatherface is chasing after everybody at this point. Yeah. Uh, Tink, Tink and Tex have just kind of disappeared. Yeah. There's but no- they've left, they've left, we would later find out that they have left Junior to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, Leatherface is kind of the dog with two bones because, uh, Ryan and Michelle are going off in one direction, Benny, and, uh. The unnamed final girl mm-hmm. are going off in a different one. Uh, Leatherface ends up brutally murdering the final girl, but they don't collect the body. Which no, they do. Um, he bags up the body. Oh, and that later what Alfredo was doing.
0: Alfredo is just dumping the parts into the swamp.
1: They didn't even take any of the meat. No, they didn't because this movie's wildly inconsistent. It really is. So Ryan gets caught in a uh, bear uh, 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 a, a trap. I it seemed too small to be a bear trap. It was it was yeah it is a very small, but a, small bear
0: trap. a small version of a bear trap. Yeah. And he re- yells, go on, run, go. And then he... He was really surprised when she ran. <laughs> yeah. Which, apparently, he didn't know his character. Yeah. Because, run from that asshole. Yeah, no. Like, she he, was
1: already dumping him. He was a real royal shit throughout the entire film. Yeah, like, like, unpleasant just to everyone. He's screaming, yelling, blaming things on people. It mm-hmm. just, no. He, he was not missed. Uh... And uh, the final girl gets caught. Benny's just kind of lurking in the background, trying to figure out his moves. Uh, Michelle runs far enough that she finds a house in the middle of these woods. And I gotta tell you, she's been, she's concussed. She's had painkillers. It's been a traumatic day. It's been a traumatic day all around. But no, even at that point, you gotta know that this is not you're going in the to be safety. Of, this is not a safe. In, this is not hope.
0: You're in the middle of nowhere, being attacked by people who are from the area.
1: Yeah. Just what? No. 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 Yeah. No. Don't. Oh, also okay. We skipped two. Other, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We skipped two other things that I liked in, in my notes. It's like one when. Um, Benny is, fic- is taking care of Ryan and Michelle. Ryan is desperately trying to tell him that they're being hunted by, you know, monsters with chainsaws and everything. And Benny just chalks the sub to shock. He's like, yeah, yeah, Militant Lumberjacks. I- I've heard mm-hmm. all about them. Which I liked. And then, uh, when Benny and Leatherface do get into a fight, the fight that the final girl saves him, sa- saves Benny from by drawing Leatherface away, uh, Benny manages to wrestled the chainsaw away and so Leatherface reaches down into his boot and pulls out a little dremel tool mm. and uses the circular saw dremel to uh, injure Benny enough to get a, get free of the fight. Yeah. Which, cute bit. That's funny. I. It's, it's like it, when the shoveler pulls out the little trowel in yeah. the big fight at the end of Mystery Man. it's like, ah! Good, 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 good. But
0: we're on theme. Mm-hmm. Like that, Militant Lumberjack, like the, the movie has moments of cute little bits. Yeah. But it, I think it's so proud of the cute little bits that it didn't spend nearly as much time on the cohesive story characters yeah. or anything else.
1: Or is there something to do with this other than, okay, you had the idea.
0: Yeah, what if you that's had a camel?
1: That's half a thing. Yeah, all right, we can where's put the, that in there.
0: Where's the rest of the idea? Mm. Where can I put this gag rather than, is this gag organic?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Michelle gets to the house, and we get introduced to... The whole Sawyer family. And for the first time in these three movies, it is an actual family. Like, mm-hmm. they actually seem to care about each other. Yeah, including the young girl. Including the creepy young girl. Yeah, who had a doll named
0: Sally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I had t- a needle in it that contained something that didn't
1: seem to really affect her much. I think it was more of just a stabby thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even realize it was a needle. I just thought it was like a small, like, little Exacto knife. Uh, it
0: was a needle, but it didn't seem to draw. Drug her any more than the painkillers that Benny gave her yeah so maybe she's just impervious to them yeah
1: uh, um which is fair um and but the doll has more of a name than she does she yeah. is credited as a little girl yeah <laughs> I assume that's her there are no other little girls in the film
0: so. none whatsoever <laughs> um rando shot of outside the truck pulls up with last chance gas and we just hold on the logo for last chance gas as the characters get out of the truck and have a conversation faces off camera we're
1: just looking at it to make sure you get it like this is like this this scene. Honest to God, takes longer than in Rocky Horror Picture Show, where they show the sign. Yeah, you know the uh, the abandoned yeah. or beware sign, and that is famous for being overly long to read. Yeah, like I remember the the Hopkins. Show was like, How long does it take to read 18 words? One Mississippi, two Mississippi, Mm -hmm. and this took longer to read Last Stop Gas. Yeah, I was waiting for
0: Leatherface to just kind of dip down into frame and go, Eh? (laughs) Eh? Eh?
1: Eh? Yeah. ah." Yeah. Yeah. But no. But so out of that comes a tinker. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about the exact sequence. I'm just sticking in the house. We we got a yeah, lot more. Yeah, let's go to the around. house.
0: Grandpa's there. The Grandpa's there. there. Mama, we're introduced to who has uh, one first. of those voice boxes. The, yeah, yeah.
1: The 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 tracheal uh tracheal voice box thing. And uh, this is the first live woman we've been introduced into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. Well, but there was the a grand- second because of the little girl. Oh, the second one. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, but this like, movie does an actual matriarch. Yeah, uh, like the second one, they had grandma, but she was very, very dead. Oh God, yeah. So this is like the first actual matriarch, um, who seems to be running the show more than anybody else. Like Tinker seems to be like the day to day patriarch guy, but like mm-hmm. the the final word is with Mama.
0: As well, as and, and in this iteration of the family, they all get along and support each other. There's really micro do. fighting, but they're but family fighting. Like
1: family fighting. Not tor- Like I'm torturing my stupid asshole nephews because I'm a monster. Right. Fighting. None of this. You dumb shit. Smack. You on the head, yeah, kind of yeah. things. But just hey, um, you, like they they remount Leatherface because he let the, he didn't forget capture capture the people, but that is your chore and you didn't do it right. And they give him guff, but they still let him
0: have his new chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And when um, mm-hmm. Leatherface had found a Walkman, yeah, Walkman, and uh, Tinker throws it into the oven, and Leatherface. Basically forces him to reach in and grab it out of the flaming oven, and mother is saying no, 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 and Tex is oh, no, no, let him have this. Yeah. Like Fight's there, over. there, there are a couple yeah. lessons to be learned, and she, you know, so they play family and let make sure that everybody understands how they hurt each other.
1: Yeah. And this is honestly the best part of the whole movie is this weirdo family dynamic. For me. Family. Yeah. Like, yeah. if only, again, this is a lot of prime Vigo time in this mm-hmm. movie and, uh, the hat is off and his hair looks perfect. Fair It enough. is just so, I, you gotta, like, I posted, like, one after, the first time I watched this movie, like, on the afternoon, I just kept posting pictures of how good he looked in this movie. <laughs> and he's wearing overalls. <laughs> like, through this whole sequence, he's wearing overalls. Mm. It's not so typically a flattering look. No, but mm. Vigo. and he also flosses at one point in the thing which Mm -hmm. should just make him disgusting but you know Mm. it doesn't but yeah and then the leather does bring Ryan in Mm-hmm. who I did not realize that he was alive this well, time. Well they, they don't they don't even realize that they uh they put
0: meat hooks in his ankles, mm-hmm. raise him up so he's hanging upside down like a piece of meat and like a beast. Then I think it's Tink recognizes, "Oh my god, this one's still kicking." Yeah. And so he starts talking to him and basically taunting him. Eh, if you need anything, just twitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, Meanwhile, he, okay, oh, yeah. uh, he's so he's alive, and Michelle is across yeah. the room. She's
1: been gagged; the gag has been taped over. But uh, no, it's like literally just like gaffer or electric tape that they yeah. just ran like three or four times around her head. And her hands have been nailed to the armrests, which I thought was a nice. Uh, like call back to the survivor girl that hooked up with benny uh benny notices that she has like stigmata like uh, mm-hmm. injuries on her hands so yeah. that was the treatment that she got as well gotcha yeah um but yeah michelle's stuck and uh oof, man that's terrible and she's just watching her at minimum brain dead but vegetate but alive X soon would soon be, yeah, would be X would be X would uh, be X hanging there until it's time to, uh, to get to work yeah and
0: they're trying to decide what to do and little girl comes and says not fair it's my turn you it's said it was my turn. turn I don't see why not and so they let her uh, pull the little cord from the ceiling which releases a sledgehammer which swings down cut to reaction shots because again they probably had to cut the actual
1: effect. You know, now that you mention it, there really is a lack of actual bloody, like, violent... You don't see the injuries. Yeah, like, you, you
0: don't... Know. When Ryan got attacked by Leatherface in the woods, because Leatherface gets close to him and then it just cuts to reaction shots and noise. <laughs> uh, when he gets it to the head, he basically twice arguably
1: died off camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second time was a lot more impressive, though.
0: Like, it was... But it, it was cut so quick around Huffington lose footage that it didn't pardon the expression have any
1: impact you know it's a te- like this is a perfect example or, or, yeah, no, this is like a learning moment in comparison to... In the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when uh, the girl gets put on the hook, it is cut in a way that you don't see the thing, but it's cut perfectly so that you feel it. Right. right? And it's terrifying. Whereas this is just... It's poorly edited, and so it ha- it does not have the same effect yeah, there at all. Is, there is no...
0: Yeah, there's no impact to it. There's no resonance to it. It's
1: just well, that happened. Okay, I guess I guess that happened. Yeah. Like well, well, you see the after effect. Like you see the his head, like the hammer in his head. Well,
0: it's like kind of next to it, and the head is bleeding, and they're getting blood
1: out of it. But
0: by that point, it is aftermath. It's not a shock moment. Yeah. 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 No. Um, Yeah. There's nothing to make you go, ooh. It's sort of like in misery.
1: You. um, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, in the (laughs) Halloween sequence, everybody believes
0: that you see so much more than you see, but you Mm -hmm. don't really see it. You see the before, you see the swing, you see the aftermath. Yeah, but you don't
1: actually see it. Same with like the psycho shower scene. Exactly. Like there's so much. Like they time it and cut it in such a way that they it the implication is even scarier than the actual thing you see right this movie completely misses all of that which is a shame because again in the first one this mm-hmm. was one of the best moments like ever like you never see her put on the hook mm-hmm. but you see you it, you know she's on the hook yeah.
0: because they were shooting understanding that they would have to edit things they yeah. no they knew that they couldn't show much
1: yeah yeah but so then they set their sights on a shell and at this point finally Benny decides to make his move. Benny had made it to the house as well mm-hmm. uh, at minimum before Ryan gets his head caved in. Uh, he was
0: getting close. He, oh, actually, we had, he had found his machine gun. And, uh, found Tink dropping the body parts of the final girl Alfredo. in a swamp. Oh, Alfredo, right. Yeah. Sorry, Alfredo dropping the body parts in the swamp of the final girl. Mm-hmm. And Benny comes up with the gun, basically Three. says, yeah, like, how many of you are there? Like, tries to get information. He's not given, so he smacks him with the butt of the gun, knocks him in the swamp. No real reaction, just bubbles, and he yeah. doesn't surface, and he moves on. Mm-hmm. But Alfredo, in the middle of that sequence, in a movie from 1990, well, beforehand, calls him O.J. Yeah. And, uh, like you had pointed out, like O.J. Uh, is OJ a well-known athlete and like, you know, Naked Gun movies <laughs> it, and all that. He had been
1: in at least the first Naked Gun and The Towering Inferno. Right.
0: But it's just weird watching it's this weird. movie after the fact yeah. that they made that joke. They specifically picked O.J. over O.J other celebrities yeah no that's fair that's fair yeah like but, if he just said Tony Todd the two of them get confused by a lot of people oh yeah they are well they are like horrors uh African American versions of well you could have said like uh Bill Paxton Mean Bill Joe, to bring it back
1: you, or, or Mean Joe Green may have been a better right yeah. example you know in, if, a, in terms if of did, like in a mechanic somebody in and a jersey people still don't know who Tony Todd is let alone Ken Damn shame. I agree. I'm just, you know, it's a pop culture thing. But it's like, it's no more or less weird than like when the World Trade Center pops up in movies before, you know, the World Trade Center was destroyed. For me, at least. Yeah. It it just, it didn't, I I, I don't disagree with you, it just didn't really grab me.
0: It It just struck me as an oddity.
1: Yeah. It was more just like, oh, funny. Hmm. but uh but yeah Benny had made it back Benny had made it to the house and we we got to see He was spying on Leatherface as Leatherface was working on his Speak and Spell, Mm -hmm. or this little this little his activities. Yeah, his alphabet soup lesson, and he kept getting the wordle wrong. Where it was showing a picture, uh, I think you of a clown of a clown and five dashes, five dashes, and he just he like at least six times types in F O O D and gets the wrong answer noise. Yeah,
0: because we all know clowns are not food. They
1: taste funny. Yeah, exactly. It should have been funny. But so Uh, Benny finally, like as uh, the girl is about to die, Benny finally starts shooting up the place. And immediately gets Mama with three across the chest. Yeah. Gets gets Tex in the shoulder. Tink loses three of the fingers on his good hand Mm. and loses an ear. And I think gets shot in the torso. I think so.
0: Uh, grandpa gets hit in the face then dust blows out. Yeah
1: so i I'm pretty sure Grandpa was just dead. Grandpa was probably just dead, yeah, um but uh man, and that this is where Michelle starts becoming you know like really take it becoming like, like a... actually, no, there are no heroes in this movie, which is weird, like between Benny and Michelle, neither of them really become like the hero, no of they the just teacher. managed to get it out. they managed to get away, but uh. Kate, like, Michelle does... I keep wanting to call her Kate because of the actress. Uh, Michelle pulls her her hands out of the nails. Like, she does not... Because of the way her gag is, she can't really... Bend over and pull the nail out. Even mm. if that were feasible, you know it's hammered right. in there, so I it yeah. And it's a great effect, effect when she rips. oh, she just pulls her hand, arm hands up and like the nails have pretty solid heads on them. They're mm. like it's definitely wider on the way out. It's brutal. Yeah,
0: I'm thinking it was probably like. Attachments to the top of her hand, and then spring-loaded nails
1: under. So when she lifted, yeah. they would pop. But it looks great. It looks great, and she has the for the the foresight to grab a knife as she's like busting out of the place, and uh, yeah, the little girl runs away. But basically, the it's just the little girl junior or Leatherface and Tex at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tex, like yeah, like Tink just kind of just dies. It's weird. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Leatherface runs all. Around. Actually, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, Leatherface gets in the car, the truck. Yeah. Okay. Because that. Leatherface drives now. Leatherface drives it. Hey,
0: Michael Myers drove. Right. But they at least had a line about that.
1: How did he learn to drive? I don't know, but he was doing pretty well last night. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, he operate. You see him operate technology, and he has a supportive family true he may have in the 17
0: years since the previous
1: incident yeah. learned to drive so uh, he, he gets in the car to drive after uh, Michelle uh, Benny and Tex have a fight and uh, yeah, I love it like Benny like, they're, they're fighting uh, Tex has an axe Benny has uh, a gun but he's—I think he's out of bullets at this point. Yeah. For some reason, yeah, he's the not, gun clicks and yeah, yeah. he's not shooting. He's like, uh, "Why couldn't you have just left alone? Left us alone in Texas because we were hungry." What you don't like pizza? And Tex goes, "I like liver, and onions, and pain."
0: And just starts swinging, fighty fighty fight. Pop a gas tank that immediately sprays all over Tex. At which point Benny. Probably should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast because they dropped it when mm. Benny had... After he saves the final girl... Yeah. Um, they share a cigarette and she gives him her lighter. Because for she, reasons.
1: Because she knows she's not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she but, just does. Yeah. We'll accept that as well. She had. She says that she has been like running around in these woods for the last five days. They yeah. watch the roads, so she can't make it to any sort of like vein of traffic to either get onto a car or just follow it to civilization. Mm-hmm. She's given up. She's given up, and she has a very strong like. She has the uh, the vibe of the uh, the guy running around in the fence of um, the people under the stairs. Okay, like yeah. he under like he understands what's going on he understands how to work the system but he knows he's never going to escape yeah. 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 Poor so she, she gave him the lighter, uh, Zippo. Mm-hmm.
0: He breaks the Zippo out, throws it on the gas, and
1: up goes Vigo. And there's no barbecue joke. Like, he calls him Toast, but it's like, who should have done it. are in Texas. How do they not do a barbecue joke?
0: In a franchise where they literally have run barbecue joints and gone and had, yeah.
1: yeah. And this is weird for me because I'm so used to seeing Vigo as the protagonist and or hero mm-hmm. of things that I'm watching him fight Ken Forey and he is the bad guy and Ken Forey's clearly the good guy. But it's like, I, I'm kind of sort of rooting for Vigo a little bit out of just habit. Fair. But then Ken Forey, you know. As always, triumphs. Well, not as always. Not always. You know, he he triumphs here. He usually triumphs when he's a good guy. Yeah. Except for when he got eaten by those bees. Wow. From beyond is really something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, interdimensional bees end up, like, skinning him to the bone. Like, like, flaying him down to the bone. It's basically a Lovecraftian My Girl. Yeah. It's, oof.
0: Yeah. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Words I never thought I'd say out loud. Yeah, yeah I, I, got, I, I need a minute for that. <laughs> holy, holy shit. Well, while, you, while you process that, Michelle was oh, running God. through the woods, hits another one of the leg traps, doesn't do nearly <laughs> as much damage to her, but does clamp her leg and spring a weighted bag that starts dragging her through the woods... Gets stuck on a branch. She tries to cut herself off. It breaks loose and it drags her into a swamp where she's able to surface. And that's the body swamp.
1: Yeah. And at this point, she has gone native. Like she's real, I, I appreciated that she's embraced the whole. The only thing, way I'm getting out of this is if I try to out crazy them, mm-hmm. and so she's like just screaming and threat, like challenging them to come after her and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like she's embracing the horror. Yeah, like it kind of it it, it kind the has a similar vibe to that uh, Don Cascarelli Masters of Horror. Oh, yeah. It's on and off the mountain road where are just like, yeah. if when all else fails, crazy. Yeah. Just go crazy crazy because they will not be able to react to it. Or at the very least, it'll give you a second. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, it you does. You don't see this that often. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So she's fighting Leatherface. Then Benny to the rescue again. Uh, tackles Leatherface. They fall into the swamp where the chainsaw is definitely a very nice chainsaw because it doesn't stall out while being completely submerged in water. It keeps just rotating around. And just kind of like drifting like a shark fin back and forth in the water, spraying a geyser
1: of water out like
0: a weird theme park.
1: Well, it's like a, it's like a, a jet ski, sort yeah, of thing, like jet where ski it's, motor. It's, like yeah. it's the the the, the uh, backflow of a jet ski. Mm-hmm. And uh, mind you, uh, this is the super duper chromed up, uh, extra long chainsaw that is engraved with the phrase "the saw is family." Mm-hmm. Working perfectly with all yeah. of the important motor bits underwater. Yeah, um, as Leatherface and Benny are just kind of tussling. I, I kind of it would have been funny if like the housing had that, like, kind of periscoped muffler that you see on, like, those off-road yeah, uh, yeah. modded cars. Yeah, That would have been yeah. funny. But no, that still wouldn't have worked either because it is, again, it is rotating on some unseen act hub mm-hmm. underwater and completely submerging itself at various points. Yeah. But uh, as you would expect in Texas... We have our big climactic fight in the swamp. Mm -hmm. A
0: deep, like, people are up to their shoulders in the water swamp in the middle
1: of this... Very clearly, vast desert. They don't even try to, like, say, like, okay, it's the part of Texas that's on the border with Louisiana. Right. Sort of thing. It's every
0: single shot in the daytime it's shows just,
1: no water. It, it is, is it's dust, just, dust, dust. Dust and Joshua trees. Yeah. They're, it is. It, it makes it no sense. It
0: is turtles crossing the road
1: for a chapter, dust bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's ridiculous. So, Leatherface manages to, uh, get the advantage and uh, pushes Benny's head into the saw. As far as we can tell. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, baby. Well, I'm just um, saying the cutaways make so yeah, much unclear regularly. I literally didn't know what had just yeah. happened. But then Leatherface doesn't grab the saw. He just sort of disappears under the water. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then up here. Okay, okay. so what was it Michelle was starting to kind of tepidly walk towards the water to maybe try to rescue Benny mm-hmm. and then Leatherface pops out of the water. Yeah, classic, end of Friday the 13th, part one. Yeah, and now, because he is half in the water, he doesn't really have any sort of advantage. or, excuse me, Michelle has the high ground! Don't try it, Leatherface! And, uh, so, uh, Michelle grabs a big rock and mm-hmm. starts crunching his head in a kind of surprisingly good bookend. Yeah. Like, she starts she crunching his head. And she's saying, she repeatedly is saying, sorry, little guy, every time she crunches his head. Yeah. It's but like, five times at yeah. least. Well, I mean, it's Leatherface. At minimum, it's going to take five. Yeah. To find and whatever's left of his brain. So
0: he finally drifts down into the water. She well, makes a alive. run for it. It's daytime. She's sitting on the side of the road trying to figure out what to do. Pickup truck skids up. And it's Benny.
1: Benny's well, well, alive. Well, first we see like the close-up of the last stop gas logo on the truck. We Previously on. Yeah. Exactly. But that is Benny. And... Again, this is one of those moments where it's like you can see an opportunity here. It almost plays dreamlike mm-hmm. because how? And then, like, they don't even address it, they don't even say it. It's like, remember the, in the Hudson Hawk when uh, Tommy Five Tone pops up mm-hmm. and they literally run through five different ways he's supposed to be dead, mm-hmm. and he has an explanation for all of them. Mm-hmm. They're preposterous, yeah. but they're all there. They don't, she doesn't even ask she doesn't she doesn't like he doesn't explain the only thing you get is that when he turns in profile he has a gnarly scar on the side of his head mm-hmm. but no explanation for did it just not go in that far did you pull away did you yeah, manage no. to do anything no so he gets her in the truck. Or you're alive. You bet I am. Yeah. Or something like, or I you know I am. It, it like, feels like this is a dream.
0: Or like, this was a last minute reshoot and they had an ending that didn't work and they're like, well, let's yeah. save Benny, just cause. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but it's in a way that doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: No. And it doesn't strengthen the movie either. Not
0: even remotely.
1: So, Benny goes to get into the car and guess who's still alive? Alfredo. Mm-hmm. And we get, like, a five-minute cat and mouse around this pickup truck between uh, Michelle and Alfredo until she manages to shoot him with the shotgun, as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Then she gets Benny into the car because I mean between the concussion here and the chainsaw to the head that he got earlier, she probably should drive at yeah. this point between yeah. the two of them. Like, don't get me wrong, she'd been concussed, PTSD, one of in great and shape. painkillers. Yeah, no, but like, my concussion was was much was a couple hours ago as to your. Just now concussion, right. so I will drive. Yeah. So as
0: they ride off into the sunrise, sunset, the sunrise. whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: on the bad guys' side, Tex is dead. Tex is dead. Grandma's dead or
1: Mama's dead. Mama's dead. Grandpa is much more dead.
0: Much more dead. We'll call him killed. Just to be honest, on yeah. the t- on hey, the staff side, know. Alfredo is dead. Yeah. Uh, Tink is question mark Little girl is question mark Yeah They just
1: kind of disappeared. A little girl is still alive Right Okay yeah She's just M.I.A. Yeah
0: Leatherface As the pickup is pulling away Steps into frame Meaning He was right there As they pulled the car off And they yeah. didn't see him Yep so that's four bad guys dead. We lost Final Girl and Ryan. Yeah. Two good guys dead. This mm-hmm. is the first one where it's fully or no, the last one was slightly more bad guys died than good. This one yeah. is double the bad guys died than good guys.
1: Only it, two good guys died. Well, we only had three good. We only have four good guys. Right, but I'm just saying yeah. it's weird that like. Well, the the proportion for a slasher film, the proportions were completely wrong. In terms of, we had too many bad
0: guys. Right, it was all bad guys, no good guys. Yeah. Um, which is another reason why this didn't really have any kind of tension. No, it was like, weird. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I think uh, I'm gonna keep with the body count thing just because of the weirdness of it. Like, there's some strange patterns to this.
1: Yeah, cause, like, don't get me wrong, uh, it, Texas Chainsaw Massacred. ...is weird in terms of slasher formula, because there's always more than one one bad guy. But, like, in the first one, the numbers are fairly even in terms of, like, good guys versus bad guys. Right, and four good die, one bad guy dies. Yeah, and then the same with, like, the second one. But, yeah, this one is completely out of whack. Yeah. And yet, somehow, Leatherface is still alive, despite a big fucking rock going into his skull... Over and over Mm, and over. Many times, yeah. Like in Friday the 13th, part four, Jason is dead. Like that, oh, yeah. after like, that many buried. times the the machete going into his skull. There's no the the final gag is whoa. Maybe Tommy's going nuts, but right. it's not Jason popping up at the end because there's no physical yeah. way.
0: Yeah, that's why six firmly, as we talked about last week,
1: establishes the supernatural and the ridiculousness of it all. And Red five. In five, they no, they explicitly said Jason was cremated. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And now he eh. was not. <laughs> eh, might have been a mistake, a
0: character mistake.
1: It could have been. Yeah.
0: but Either was, way. Um, so, we can talk about what's coming next on part four, but we'll probably just talk about that when it hits. Oh, yeah. But we also wanted to talk about, since four took a couple years to come out, the since horror had more or less been burnt to the ground cinematically, the oddity that comes up in '91, and there's two of them, but basically Oscar-level horror. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out
1: of nowhere. So, uh, we rattled off '89 and '90, all of these movies. The no, just the sheer volume of horror movies was halved at the like between '90 90 and '91. Mm-hmm. It just like, people didn't want to touch it. People didn't want to touch it, and so we do get. Uh, some sequels. We've got nine seven six evil two, Oof, uh, which straight to video. Yeah, Jim winorski Oh a- god, yeah. Yeah, alligator two. Uh, the Mutation. Yeah. Uh, which terrible ahead. movie? But I love it. Fair. It's never um, seen. It's,
0: it's the ridiculous version of the first
1: one. Fair. Uh, Child's Play three, which effectively put that series on the back burner for a bunch of years. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's the worst of the series. Agreed. Uh, but, you know, oddly, I kind of enjoyed it the last time I watched it. I like all of them. Yeah. But it is it is my least favorite, for sure. Uh, we had Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Like, we're still, it's like we're getting one more. Yeah, of, they, knew on that the, they knew that the well was dry. Let's just kill it off and be done. Howling 6, The Freaks, which, if only it had killed the franchise at yeah, that point. Yeah, because 7. 7. <laughs> Necromantic 2, which, that's one of those yeah we're not going to talk about that yeah Uh, Omen 4 came out TV movie yeah Uh, Fox I believe Uh, yes Uh, Canada television film Uh, Puppet Masters 2 and 3 yeah because Uh, Charles Band Charles Band and also but like relatedly first subspecies came out in 91
0: another Charles Band likes movies about tiny things yes and no
1: Right. Uh it's no, honest to God, it really is like good, like a good, weird, different type of vampire movie that has two little things running around just to appease Charles Bat. Like, Basically, yeah. You could tell, tell that you. it's like <laughs> Ted Nicolau was for, like, had to put these in, otherwise Charles wouldn't produce it. Yeah. But uh, also, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five with Mickey Rooney. With Mickey Rooney, Witchcraft Three. I don't know. Uh, let's not count the
0: Witchcraft movies because there's like it's not Amityville level but there's I think like 16 or 17 witchcraft movies and no
1: uh, just no uh, in terms but like but you can see, like in terms of like how the sea change popcorn came out in 91 and if mm-hmm. popcorn had come out like five years earlier we would have had at least three more popcorns. oh yeah but you can tell it's sort of like how uh, you can tell the era of the 80s action movie star is mm-hmm. gone because uh, The Rock uh, Jason Satham and Milyovitch did not become the biggest movie stars ever like The Rock kind of is now mm-hmm. because he embraced the humor and just being delightful but like the rundown and Walking Tall should have made him the biggest stars. Absolutely. And Scorpion King.
0: But it just wasn't the time for those movies It yet. wasn't the time anymore, and that's what happens. And Popcorn, now. yeah, Popcorn was just after The Window, where that could have been an absolute classic.
1: Yeah. and, and it, it, I mean, it's a it, like it, great movie. It is a great movie. But, um, and also you get West. Uh, we get weirdness in terms of uh, West Craven making the people under the stairs. Mm-hmm. Which...
0: This was like a buddy what a weird up with, movie. yeah. It's a buddy up with shocker of I don't know what to
1: do, so let's just do the crazy shit. Yeah, which was the right, which definitely was the right choice mm-hmm. because both of those, those movies but, are incredible. Yeah. But, but across the board, most
0: of what we have named did not do well at all. all. No, not like, at all. Bomb, 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 bomb,
1: bomb, bomb at the box office. But then we've got our two examples of mainstream acceptance. They don't even, like, the mainstream accepted these movies to the point that they don't want to acknowledge that they're horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lesser, or the lesser famous one is the remake of Cape Fear.
0: Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's Martin Scorsese, that's... De Niro, that's Nick Nolte, like that's uh, Oscar nominations, all, yeah. you know, all over that movie. He is a one slasher. Of the, yeah. One of the best Simpsons episodes based on it. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, but that's just a horror movie. Like every moment of that movie is terrible. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's just a horror movie, but it's not. A ju- but they but, made it Robert De Niro instead of Kane Hodder. Yeah, and they called
0: it. As with the other one, a thriller, because you didn't want the word horror associated.
1: Like, horror was just shameful again. Yes, and the biggest one, the thing that, like, people, like, I've talked to my dad about this today, and he's like, is that a horror movie? I was like, yes, The Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie. It is 100% a horror movie. Any movie that has two characters that you can directly relate to, Ed Gein is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. There are people being skinned alive in this yeah. movie. It is far more graphic than horror movies
0: we've watched. It's 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 way bloodier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. More people die than any given one of these that we've watched so far, I believe.
1: On top of it just being icky. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a horror movie. It is. It's, did it scare people?
1: Is it gory? It's a horror movie. Yeah, and it's not just, oh... We have, a, we're, we have a thriller or a drama that has, like, extra gore and everything. The gore is part of the reason of the movie. Like, you can argue that, like, a lot of the stuff that Buffalo Bill happens off-camera and you see, like, graphic stuff of a dead body. And all of that is well and good until you see... Uh, uh, The other not pembry the other uh police officer strung up Mm -hmm. in like the big angelic moment at the end of silence of the lambs it's just that's a horror movie and it won best actress best supporting actor best director best picture Mm -hmm. it has not happened before or since yeah
0: a horror um shape of water is Actually, debatably yeah. a
1: horror movie. I mean, it is it a, mon- it's a monster it's movie. It's a monster movie, which, yeah, that puts it as a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but we'll go with it that. still stands out it, as a but, rarity. But the entire family can watch The Shape of Water. Right. Like, children can watch The Shape of Water, with the exception of, like, two scenes. Yeah. Like, that are, you know, Michael Shannon, well, boobs and Michael Shannon's fingers not right. really the only parts but there's nothing about the monsters yeah it's actually st- yeah okay kids can't anyway. watch it there's too much sexy tops so I'm sorry yeah um <laughs> but that that's that's separate from the horror yes. discussion
0: we're having it's yeah but yeah, it is a monster and, movie,
1: but, monster movies count.
0: And people wanted to, for the next couple years, make thrillers. And we're yeah. gonna cover that gap on the next one. I will just point out one thing I found out, and I oh I hope I'm remembering this right. But Jonathan Demi mm-hmm. took Silence of the Lambs over the other project that he was working on and was mm-hmm. the front runner to direct um, Quick Change. No shit. Yeah, that's why Bill Murray oh, and his co-writer stepped yeah. in and co-directed that huh. film. Is if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan Demme was supposed to direct that, uh, but then he got the opportunity on *Silence of the Lambs* and very specifically wanted to try something other than comedy. I
1: was about to say that *Quick Change* would have been much more up his alley. At yeah, the he one. had been doing comedies, you yeah. know, straight through, despite um, coming from the Cor- Roger Corman school
0: right but like that's yeah that was just you know uh, was it like Something Wild um, Something Wild Married to the Mob Married to the Mob which was his first use of yeah. Goodbye Horses oh god <laughs> that's in there oof he likes that song I mean
1: it's a good song yeah he just unfortunately used it too well in silence and I guess kind of that is stop. one of the best gags in Clerks too. when yeah. they like searching for his song ooh <laughs> and then Jay starts mm. doing the dance yeah <laughs> But yeah, Clerks um, 2 was
0: much better than it had any right to be. Yeah, I feel like the real movie was the last half hour.
1: Yeah. And it was a lot of fun and games before then. Well, it was a good trip. Like, we, we transition. It's kind of like how the comic book Chasing Dogma transitions from Chasing Amy to Dogma. Mm-hmm. The first half of Clerks transitions us out of Jay and Silent Bob land back into Clerks land.
0: Right, yeah. It regrounds it by the end. Yeah. But you have to have some of the big stuff before you get there. You have to acknowledge Jay and Silent Bob at this point. Yeah, and like, let's do a musical number. Let's get ridiculous and fantastic before we bring it back to the heart of the characters. Yeah. But goodbye, horses.
1: Yeah. i crying over you. God damn it. I have so many complicated... Okay, so Silence of the Lambs is just one of the greatest movies I've ever made. The thing that I hate about it, though is that Jonathan Demme had just the brilliant, the flash of genius to have, like, the, the, the progressively more extreme close-ups mm-hmm. straight on with the characters because it made it creepier and weirder and put you more in the heads of the characters. And then that's just what he did for the rest of his career wall-to-wall. Like, F- Philadelphia is shot in the exact same way as Silence of the Lambs, and it does uh, not work nearly as well mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And then like I don't think I really ever watched another one of his m- movies like completely, but like from the clips I saw of the Manchurian Candidate remake, it was like, My God, we're still doing this fucking straight on close up thing. And it just, why? Come on, man. But anyway. I mean Philadelphia is a good movie, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But it just it bothers like it is the most it is the most poorly directed great movie. I haven't seen it in years and I was mainly like it was the performances pulling me through I like Again, I, I, that's so, what I'm that's what yeah, I'm saying is so. that it does. That the writing does and the characters are great and the performances mm-hmm. are great. It's these straight on fucking close ups. I'll I i have not given it an objective watch in in way too long, so Well we'll end up doing that on this film this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm it's sure because, we'll do know, like transition from Texas to Philadelphia.
0: Easily. Yeah, we'll just do as many movies set in Philadelphia yes. as we can
1: with that one of course being on the list of course Philadelphia Experiment all Rocky. The Rockies yeah uh, all the oh god we could do all the M. Night Shyamalan's
0: we have other ideas <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have some
1: plans we have better ideas than watching all mm-hmm. the Shyamalan movies and making the same exact observations that every other podcast has made yeah it's fine He's fine. Yeah. Every so often he makes a movie I like.
0: Yeah.
1: After those first three unequivocally great movies.
0: My issue is like, well, I have a bunch of them. Yeah. But one of the things that's always stood out, since we will probably not bring him up again anytime soon, <laughs> that he that's has a, a weird thread of having sympathetic characters that were drunk drivers that may or may not have killed a person. It's in several of his movies. He he plays the character in one of them. Yeah. But he has more than a few times had the devil guy who killed somebody drunk driving yeah. and is trying to make right. It's did, turned up a lot. Did
1: you like Devil?
0: I on the way into the theater, uh-huh. I looked at the poster, and there was not much to it. Yeah. I we knew it was five people in an elevator, and I turned to one of my friends and said, "I don't know what the cast is in this movie, but if there's an old lady, she's the devil." Ah! I just arbitrarily said it while we were getting popcorn. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I'm like, I don't know why. I just got a feeling. Yeah. And we get in and then as soon as the cast yeah. gets into the elevator, my, my buddies looked at me like, motherfucker, you better not be. No. And then like, just regularly through the movie, fuck you. You sure? Like, I I, I did not know. I didn't yeah. see the trailer. I just <laughs> basically said, what's the most ridiculous option? <laughs> It's either going to be, like, a child or a little old lady. And I just said old lady as yeah. one of the options. Awesome. And
1: sure enough, I called the movie not even knowing anything about it. Okay, that's better than my thing. Because, like, one time I was going into uh, an English final, and a bunch of people were kind of still worrying about it. And I said, it's like, well, if you look back on everything we did, the he said it was only going to be two questions. So to cover all the things... It has to be like these two are the variations of the questions that he's gonna have to ask.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: he handed like we all sat down, he handed out the uh the the test and the booklets, and then everybody started giggling and looking at me and the professor was like, What? O'Reilly guessed it. <laughs> And I, I, I felt really smart that day. Nice. But that was, you know, having studied my ass off. So you right. going in cold, that's much better. That's a pr- that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I still... It I, was a like completely it. lucky guess. It yeah. was still an I like movie. it. Yeah. I, I think it's a fine movie. Uh, yeah. it's. I think he should write a lot more than... You know, write, write the goofy scripts that he, he writes. They're mm-hmm. fun. And like have other people work on them a bit. I honestly think he needs a co-writer. Because I think that... He
0: makes very pretty movies, and I think they're very atmospheric. I think he usually has good score to him. Tends to get some good performances. Yeah, I feel like I'm saying the same thing I say about Tarantino. Just needs maybe if the two of them wrote a movie together, they could make something beautiful. Mm. If the two of them could, that's that would be stand to co-write a thing with somebody.
1: That would be a very strange movie. Which is why I think it... Oh, I, I know I want to see it. Yeah. It'd be interesting so, yeah. if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for listening to another installment of We Ta- End Up Talking About M. Night Shyamalan on our Texas Chainsaw Path- Massacre podcast. Uh, next week will be Texas Chainsaw Massacre colon The Next Generation. Depending it features on additional the, Oscar nominees. It does, and uh, at least winners. I, I think they both won. Yeah. yeah, I think they both
0: won. Yeah, yeah they points. both won. McConaughey won for Mud, and Zolliger. It, no,
1: he, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Um, and Zolliger won for Jerry Maguire, right? That or, or at least Jones.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure she's won. We'll either off. way. Both we'll of them have been nominated, and spoilers: they're in that. They're in it. It's the only reason why the movie was ever released. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But anyway. To their chagrin. Until next time, get out.
0: If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show. Or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.